This is episode number 210 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everyone. It's Jesse. Jumping in really quick before we get on to today's show to let you know that the Coach Collective is open for enrollment now. We are so jazzed to be enrolling students into our new three-month business mentorship for coaches, fitness, and health professionals who want to improve their outcomes revenue and impact in 2022. We'll be working together, you and I, on a daily or weekly basis for three months to give you clarity and guidance around your business. Most importantly, in the Coach Collective, we'll really be helping you to take action to developing your business into one that supports your life, your clients, and hopefully your community too. We'll really be focused on actually implementing the strategies that we are discussing. So we would love to help you work with more clients in your business in a capacity that leaves you feeling just rightly whelmed. We'll offer you one-to-one coaching in your business with clear direction on how to move forward in these adjustments and help you increase your revenue with strategies that are not only increasing your prices, which might be the strategy for you, but we also need to have other tools. Space is incredibly limited in this cohort that begins February 9th. There are just a handful of spots remaining. So if you know and you feel like you're ready for more in your business in 2022, myself and my team, we would love to work with you alongside that goal. Go to the link in today's show notes to find all the details on the Coach Collective. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. Today, I want to talk to you about four ways to build a profitable, values-led business, something that I consider a lot as I've been in business now for eight and a half years here at JMG Fitness Consulting and really for years longer because as soon as you're a personal trainer, which is where my career started, you're in the business of providing a service, of selling and positioning your offer to clients or potential clients. And I've been personal training for, my gosh, 15 years now. Yeah, 15 years. So really, I have been thinking about business for that period of time. But over the last four to five years, the way I think about and the way I do business has really completely shifted. And I'll talk about that more as we go through this chat. So what is 
of value. I think that's really an important place for us to start as we think about how do I build or how do I grow a profitable values-led business? Because that is essential to us and the work that we are doing here in our fitness coaching for pregnant and postpartum people and parents. So what is a value? I searched this quickly on the Google machine before jumping on to record. And it said a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. The part that really sticks out for me there is standards of behavior. (laughs) I think about this as I look at the landscape of people doing business coaching, of the marketing and the messaging that we see, especially as it pertains to my industry and in fitness. And we've had so many conversations here on the podcast about how do we do this? How do we do fitness coaching in a way that helps people to feel better about themselves and their bodies and not actually worse. So what are your principles for yourself personally? What are your standards of behavior for yourself personally? And then how do those extend into your business? And you might be in fitness, you might be in health, physiotherapy, chiropractic, massage, whatever it is, we can all extend these ideas to our own business. And I don't mean values like trust, honesty, kindness. To me, that's level one business stuff. You know, for all of us, that should be just there. So what else is that? So in your core, what are the roots of your business and business to do business is to be human, to do human work. And Rachel Turner is someone who I've learned a lot from in that regard. So for us here at JMG Fitness, again, I've been thinking about this so much lately as we're enrolling students for our new three-month business mentorship starting in February 2022 called The Coach Collective. And you can find all the details about The Coach Collective in the show notes for today's episode. There's only a handful of spots left. So if the link is up, there are still spots there. So for us, we're focused on really ensuring that folks who are pregnant, postpartum, and our parents, they see themselves reflected in the offers that we have, in the services that we provide with their various identities and intersections. So not every person is going to be able to access our services or our offers. What I more so mean is that our services and offers are not only for one type of person. So our ability to coach well must be rooted in intersectionality, empathy, and sensitivity. I wrote an email about this recently I was saying that probably five or six years ago, I had hired an anti-racism, diversity and equity coach for a consultation session, a Black woman, and they asked me, okay, what percentage of your clients at that time 
are white women. And it was probably 90%. And from that point on, and I had already been thinking about it, which is why I hired this person. But from that point on, it was really my responsibility to figure out why I had created a business that looked that way and how to change that. Let's talk through these four pillars that I think are so key in building your own profitable values-led business because I think and I know that both can be done. All right, number one, get crystal clear on what your business is trying to do through its offers and services. So a few questions for you to ruminate on. Who are you trying to serve? Who do you do best serving? What is your wheelhouse? What are you so good and skilled at? And if you're still practicing getting skilled, that's okay. What lights you up? Who do you know that you can really positively impact? And like me in thinking about my business five, six years ago, when it was only or largely white folks that I was serving, I want you to think about this for yourself too, especially only if you are also a white person. So who are you trying to serve? Who are you trying to serve? If you say that you help women, what kind of women do you help? What are you trying to do in your business? What journey are you trying to take people on when they come to you, when they leave your services? What are you trying to do for them and with them? Now, I really think about how are we trying to make people feel as they work with us and are our actions, our behaviors in the business helping them feel that way? As always, we're continuing to look at this and to question this in our work is something that we have to continue to come back to as we think about our marketing and our messaging, which we'll talk about soon, but something you're going to have to come back to. First, get really clear on what the business is trying to do through your offers and services. Okay, number two, commit, commit to looking at your personal and professional life from an anti-racist perspective. And again, speaking directly to my fellow white folks here, it's crucial for us. We see everything through the lens of white supremacy. Fitness, health, those industries are rooted in whiteness and we have to unsee it. And the only way to unsee it is to work at our own stuff, to be learning from Black, Brown, Indigenous, people of color. That is where our learning in these realms will happen from. We have to look at hiring, our messaging, our marketing, the way we position our relationships to clients from an anti-racist perspective. So I think about these ideas in 
you know, what's often called bro marketing in the fitness industry, that we need to become an authority. And there's this relationship of power over our clients. Do we want that for ourselves? Do we want that for our clients? And where does that stem from? So consider consider your anti-racism work in your professional life and how that must extend into your business. Who do you hire? Who do you pay for coaching and guidance? Who are you following on the internet? Who are you learning from? All of this really must be considered. Number three, communicate your messaging and your marketing from an ethical standpoint. This is, this is something that you might, you likely will need to be unlearning as well. And I know I have been over the past couple of years in such a big way, especially when we're in fitness and health. There can be a lot of, say, encouragement within our business industry and the coaching of business that we might have been through, our certifications, is to to be a bit shamey or to use urgency and scarcity in a certain type of way, to talk about, quote unquote, health in ways that perhaps are not found on evidence that we know can sell, but are they true? So are you helping your people to feel seen and understood? Are you encouraging them to feel like garbage about themselves? Or that you are the only way they'll feel better? Or that you will help them make their body smaller, tighter, more toned, shrink them. And that's the only thing that will help them feel better. So what does ethical messaging and marketing look like? And for me, that comes with acknowledging privilege often. We coach from an anti-diet, weight-neutral fat positive standpoint in our fitness coaching business is the only way that we can lead a values led fitness coaching business is to do so. And I am also a white woman in a straight sized body who is able-bodied, who has a lot of privileges. And so I need to consider that always in my messaging and my marketing. And that looks like naming it. If I write a post about an experience with my own relationship to my body, I also need to say, I get that my perspective is limited because of X, Y, and Z about how I am perceived and how I live in this world. So consider yourself. How do you show up? In this world, what are your own identities and intersections? 
And then how are people seeing themselves within that? All right, number four, last one, perhaps the most important one. Charging for your services is kind. Is kind. Being paid and paid well for the service or the programs that you offer is essential to you continuing to do work in a values-led way. We run a business. We must get paid for it in order for that business to continue. There's no other way around it. And that is fine. And it has to be okay. What I see and what I've experienced myself too is that when we are undercharging, we become less invested in the service that you're providing. And we don't want that for our clients or our patients. It's not kind behavior to them. It's not fair to them. So price in a way that is, that is necessary. And of course, there's so much more to this conversation in terms of pricing our services and this idea to just charge what you're worth and how that needs to be untangled and pull apart. That's really not what I'm talking about here. But generating revenue will be essential. Ample profit for you to pay yourself, your contractors, your staff, your overhead to invest in the business to continue to keep doing well for the people who you are serving. It doesn't need to be gross or shamey or exploitative. Okay. We're not Amazon. We are a small business filling important needs in a market. And someone who I've learned a ton from in this regard is Toy Marie, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, but highly recommend you go follow and learn from Toy. Bottom line is we have to generate revenue, you need to sell, and you offer an important service. And you have full permission to go sell that service. You're a business, you need to sell. And money is power, which also is okay. I think that we get a lot of mixed messages about this, especially if we're people who are considering the world and considering capitalism, and we are interested in not being an Amazon of the world. But if you are a woman, if you're Black, Indigenous, a person of color, if you are in the LGBTQ plus community, you know, money is important for us. Money is options and opportunities and a profitable business allows us to have more opportunities and flexibility in our life. And I think that's so deeply important. Okay, quick rundown of those four ways that we can keep considering for building profitable values-led business. <laughs> Number one, get crystal clear on what your business is trying to do through its offers and services. Number two, especially if you are a white person like me, commit to looking at your personal and professional life from an anti-racist lens and continue 
continue to build all facets of your business through it. Number three, communicate your messaging and marketing from an ethical standpoint, always considering privilege. And number four, charging for your services is kind. It is important. All right, friends, I hope that is helpful. If you are someone who is wanting to think about and to talk about and build a business from these pillars, that is what we're doing in the Coach Collective, our new three-month business mentorship for coaches, fitness, and health professionals. We start February 9th and run through May 4th. We have such an excellent group of folks already in. We only have a handful of spots left, three to four. And we would love to invite you to join us within that. So go to the link in today's show notes for all the details. Or if you need more info, absolutely, you can DM me, send me a message, and I'm happy to help. Otherwise, I hope you take care. Enjoy your holidays if you're listening to this in real time and ultimately take excellent care of yourself. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 